Theology. Theology. Unplugged. I don't know about you, but it's hard to know when to trust the Lord. I mean, of course, we're always supposed to trust in Him. And of course, you know, we, we do in a sense, but the biggest question that we always have is, is when do we trust in Him? I'm giving this for my Bible study that I go through each morning. I go through it on uh, the Bible app with a bunch of people. we got a good group over there, and we make comments at the end after each Bible study. We're going through the Bible in a year. And um, today we were discussing Joshua chapter 24. And uh, it, it, stuck, it struck me because this is a passage that you hear all the time, and I hear all the time, and most of us have it memorized at least to some degree. Because it's a beautiful passage, and it's talking about Joshua as he's entering the promised land, and and or, or the Israel Israel's getting ready to enter the promised land, and he's giving him all this information. It's just before he dies, and he asks them. He he kind of puts a fork in their road, and he says, "Choose this day who you will serve." He says at this point, he says, "Uh." Now, fear the Lord and serve him with all your faithfulness. This is verse 14 of Joshua 24. Throw away the gods of your ancestors that they worship beyond the Euphrates River and, and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord is undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the God of your ancestors that serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in the land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see this on posters and plaques and all kinds of stuff. I think we have something probably somewhere in the house that has this on it. But it's just basically this reminder to choose this day whom you will serve. And there's a couple of things that stand out in here. Of course it is. I do like the idea that it says choose this day. You know, and it's, I, I don't think he's really saying it in the in the general of course it is in the general sense and the the uh, uh, the Greek you might call this the aorist tense I forget what it's called in the in the Hebrew but you have just this kind of final this one time commitment type thing like uh, you you're committing yourself over to the Lord but I also see in this very much because of not only this passage but throughout the entirety of the Old Testament how it how it uh, repeats things. It is a daily thing we do. Choose this day whom you will serve. Today, you're getting up and choose who you're going to serve. Now, again, I've read this passage many, many times, and so have you probably. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful passage. But what struck me this time was I had to read three chapters before this. So I read Joshua 22, 23, 24, um, and oh, Joshua 20 through 24. And... As I was listening to that, I kind of forgot this was upcoming, so I was I was uh, engrossed in just trying to get an understanding of what Joshua's doing and, and how it is that he is encouraging the people. And of course, he's telling them to remember. I mean, it's just constant Joshua telling them to think back on what the Lord has done for you. Remember what the Lord did whenever you crossed the Red Sea. Remember what the Lord did giving you provisions. Remember what the Lord did to Ai. Remember what the Lord did to Jericho. On and on. Remember that the Lord gave you these lands. All the great feats of the Lord in the past. And that is the backdrop for this passage right here. I mean, it's a long period of Joshua telling him to remember. Great sermon on remembering God's 
And that's a theme of Joshua. If you remember in Joshua, whenever they cross uh, you know, the river, they they uh, have stones of Gilgal, and the stones they would set up to remember that the Lord parted that part of that river as well. And so those are to be a lasting memory. So much in the Bible is just for memory. I mean, even the Ark of the Covenant, you have all the things that people are to remember that the Lord, what the Lord did, the the um, staff of Aaron, the uh, the Ten Commandments, all the things that the Lord has done in the past. It's not because they held magic or anything. It's just there are things in our lives that we are to remember. And I get up every, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, the only reason I'm talking about this, the only reason I wrote about this morning was because I have a hard time trusting the Lord. And it says, choose this to whom you will serve. And I say, Lord, I'll serve you. Of course, I'll serve you. Uh, who am I going to trust today? I'm going to trust the Lord. Well, what am I going to trust the Lord for? That's where it gets tricky for me. What am I going to trust the Lord for? That's that's the first objection that many of us have. We stop and we say, wait a minute, you know, what are you talking about? Trust the Lord. What, 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 what am I to believe in him about? What am I to rely on him? What am I resting in? Is it just the Lord in general? Fine. That's, that's one story. But there's all kinds of individual worries that I have every single day. And that's my biggest problem. If you were to ask me, Michael, what's your what's your biggest problem? I would think, well, I've got lots of them. I could give you a long list. But this would be up near the top. It'd be that I seem to forget very easily. Maybe that's it. But I can get very anxious uh, about lots of things. I mean, anxiety is a, is a big thing. Maybe it is uh, for you as well. I think it is for uh, all people all of us sinners, but I do think there's something different whenever it comes to guys because the way God has created guys to be the caretakers, the protectors, the providers, and it's it's something that's more heavily on our shoulders, not just on our heart, or at least we feel it's more, more heavily on our shoulders, and I think it, it, it should be as well. I think we are protectors. We are people. That, that is our role. We, we uh, have a, a very specific thing that we can do differently than women, and Part of it is protecting and providing. Now, having said that, that's my main fear. That's my main worry. I, I think I find so much of my self-worth in whether or not I'm protecting, whether or not I'm providing. And if I don't feel like I am in a current moment, if I don't feel like I am uh, in a, this month, if I don't feel like I have been lately, I can lose all confidence in myself, confidence in or maybe it's not, it's not confidence in yourself, but it's just the ability to initiate and move forward in life the way I'm supposed to. Maybe it's the guilt I feel because I haven't been trying hard enough. Or you know, sometimes you feel like you're just not, you're not coming up with a good enough ideas. You're not smart enough. Whatever it may be that you may be out there having, or you just may not have a good enough job and you don't get paid enough money. All of these things put on our shoulders and we have expectations out of ourselves. And when we don't fulfill these expectations and whatever the world in front of us, whatever the day set before us is one of uncertainty with regard to these things. And we have fear in our hearts. What I'll do is I'll just lay, I'll just lay there in the morning and I will be paralyzed if I don't force myself to do otherwise something with whether it is 
talking myself out of it, whether it is getting up and doing something or whether it is just laying there and cowering in my own fear. Those are my options. That's what I do. And I get really, really scared. My, it hurts so bad deep down inside. You can feel your stomach turning. You can feel your heart turning. Maybe it's a sibling, you know, that is that is having troubles that you can't overcome. Maybe it's your mother, father, your children, uh, something they're going through and you feel responsible for. And really there's nothing you can do about it, but you feel responsible to do something about it. So it's these things. You got your your bills that you have to pay. You have the safety of your family. You got the provision of your family. You've got just random things that people come to you and expect you to be able to fulfill. And you lay there and you say, what am I going to trust the Lord for? And that's what I, I mean, it's like I said, it's easy to say, okay, Lord, I trust in you generally. But whenever I put these specific things in here, it's much different. And I, so I've been good. I, I'm not saying this is something that is new by any means. I mean, I could take you back the last two decades and this is how I've been. And I'm not saying I haven't gotten better at it as well. I'm not that good, but I have gotten better and I'm very thankful for that. Because I really would lay there paralyzed, sometimes scared that the Lord wasn't going to come through or I wasn't going to be able to come Just that what I feared was going to take place. And I would try to trust the Lord for it. And I would try to say, all right, Lord, it's in your hands. And right whenever I take it and put it in his hands, you know, where it says, cast your anxiety upon him, I throw it upon him. And I try to get away from it before it comes back. But before I turn around, it's right there back on my heart again. And then I cast it again, and I try it there back again. I cast it again, and I try it there back again. No matter how many times I cast it, so often it seems like it comes right back. I'm Like I said, I'm better at it. I am. And it's only because, the only reason I'm better at it is because I do look at my history, and I do look at my past with just about everything. I can look back and say, the Lord has provided. He has come through. Maybe not the exact way I thought, and certainly not uh, with the exact means that I always expect him to. He always comes through in some type of surprising way. He kind of drives me crazy that way. I don't understand why why it's uh, such a random pattern, why the, why the wind blows so much upon its own will, and why God does the same, why, he's, why he sometimes seems so unpredictable. So sometimes quiet. And I like patterns. I like patterns for everything. I like to know what's happening. I'm a creature of comfort. So are you. Most of us don't like to explore in these type of areas and have something new every single day hit us. It's not exciting to have the uncertainty. It's exciting to have the certainty. At least with these types of things. And so I cast it upon him. I said, Lord, here it is. I'm giving it to you. And then I... I take some of it back, and then I cast it upon it, I take some of it back. So it's just kind of this transaction that goes back and forth, and I'm better at doing the transaction. Maybe I cast a little bit more upon him in the mornings. But it's always because of what he's done in the past. And I look at this passage in Joshua, and I say, yes, that, I mean, it is. And I, I, I feel foolish for taking some of it back after how many times he has come through. And he really has, folks. I can tell you so many different things. You could, too. But there's just so many things that he has come through for. And uh, I, I feel foolish afterwards. I feel foolish for my heart being so troubled and 
uh, going through so much anxiety. But I do have some questions for him. If I had the Lord sitting in front of me, I still do, even understanding this and trying to do the best I can right now on this on this uh, podcast to to sit before you and give you something to chew on and something to take home with you and something that you can integrate into your lives. But at the same time, I still have these questions for him. I mean, number one, I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to say this, but I, I, st- I, I don't, I want the specifics, Lord. I, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to trust in you for. And the things that I get so scared about, they're so incredibly specific that I don't have a promise from you about these particular things. I mean, even whenever it comes to health, provisions, providing, protecting, sometimes people are not protected. This goes through my mind all the time, and it goes through your mind too. What if I know the Lord has come through all the, but what about this this time? What if He doesn't come through, at least in this way? And the thing that I fear the most comes comes true. And you know, I mean, and I can't, you can't really say, you know, um, that that you don't, I, uh, and I'm talking to the Lord now, you can't really say that the anxiety doesn't do anything because it normally ends up getting me to make the moves that I need to, and that confuses me as well. It's out of the fear that I make hard decisions. It's out of the fear that I work harder. It's out of the fear that I that I am able to somehow come up with a creative idea to overcome this problem that I'm so anxious about. And at that point, you know, of course, and I'm not saying in any sense to you guys, not to the Lord anymore, I'm not saying in any sense to, to you that I think it's actually me doing this stuff. Because whenever I look back and God does come through in some odd way, some non-pattern uh methodology that he has whenever he does come through i do believe it's him and i do trust him for it i do look back and i do thank him very sincerely i never go back and thank myself and say man i'm so glad i have myself you know i've got the lord and i've got myself and i really scored one on that one you know the lord you can get the next one but this one was mine i don't think that i i really do look back and think this truly was the lord but at the same time it, it makes it still very hard because I don't have particular promises, and I do go back to things in my history. I mean, you may say, you know, most of the stuff never comes true. And that's true, you know, 99.9% of the stuff we're anxious about usually doesn't come true, and we usually need to wait until it doesn't come true to to, uh, act as if it hasn't. And that's what I'm doing whenever I'm in fear. I'm acting as if it's not going to come true whenever... Most of the time it does. But then there are those times where it's different. You know, and you pray really hard for something, and it's something within your path. It's something within your area of responsibility. It's something within your uh, your, your your relationships, the people you love, the one people you want to take care of. And it doesn't work out. And we've all been there as well. You know, I look back upon times with my mother and with my father and, and the prayers, the deep prayers that we've I've had for them, my mother uh, overcoming her her stroke and uh, aneurysm that uh, left her left her incapacitated and never never healed, uh, and and did cause a lot of problems too with me as I went and tried to take care of her, 
And I've learned from that, yes, but at the same time, I tried to do the best I could, and it turned out worse than I could have ever imagined in that circumstance. Well, not worse than I could have ever imagined. It could have been worse, because my mom could be aware of her situation. My dad, whenever he died, and me attempting to bring him to the Lord beforehand, thinking this was what the Lord had for me, the will he had. But you know what? And, and neither one of those did he ever promise. He promised, Michael, you're your mom's going to be okay. Your dad's going to get saved. With my sister, when she died, so many of you know about that, and her suicide, and how much I prayed then, how how hard those two and a half years were of having her put all of her weight upon me, all of her spiritual weight upon me, and call upon me as her brother and pastor to take care of her and help her to overcome this depression and figure out why she was the way she was and why the Lord wouldn't heal her, heal her, and I, I didn't know, and I still don't know, and he didn't heal her, and it turned out bad, uh, no, she's no longer with us because of it, and so those are the things that I look back upon, and that's the problem, because here I have all these memories, uh, and most of them I don't remember, because they don't create, they don't create a hole in your heart the way that good times do, uh, the stones that you set up on pain are so much bigger than the stones that you set up on uh, success and trust and, and the Lord coming through. All those times that it turned out differently are the things that, that we really remember, unfortunately, more than any others. I mean, I can't tell you all the good things the Lord has done for me. I can't even name them. But I could name you all the things that really hurt probably ju just about all of them, all the big things. But so many times, the memory, as we're going back, here, here's what Joshua says. He says, remember these good things. Remember what all happened that was good. He doesn't take back, take them back to, to the, remember that Moses struck the rock twice and uh, you know didn't end up going to the promised land. Now take encouragement from that. I mean, of course there are, disobedient things but just the things that the lord remember that you were enslaved for 400 years and remember what that was like not that you got rescued but remember you were enslaved for 400 years he doesn't take them back to remember those types of things in order for them to draw upon their decision each day to trust the lord choose this day whom you will serve based upon what not based upon all those things that have gone wrong in the past which is so easy to let those things rip you apart tear you apart and again, they rarely ever come to pass. And again, those things, while definitely bad, while definitely hurtful, while you don't want to pass those off in any sense as, uh, and be unemotive about it, but, but they're, not, they're not as big as those things that the Lord has done. That is great. The stones that we are setting up, every single time the Lord comes through, the stones of faith, the stones of memory. We, if we could only have all those stones and remember what the Lord has done. But, you know, if we wouldn't really be able to see how important they were, would we, until, until the opposite comes true. Like if we were able to see the alternative and feel what the alternative was like whenever the Lord didn't come through all the times. He comes through 99.9% .9 of the time in the way we hope he will, but then the point. 0.1% of the time, he still comes through, but not in the way we hope we will. And those are the stones 
that we sometimes set up rather than the other ones. We got so many of these other stones to remember. I mean, on and on Joshua goes, telling him, remember, 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 remember all the Lord has done. And he's drawn them to the Lord's faithfulness each day so that each day they can make that decision of whom they will serve. And those gods of the Amorites, the gods of the Canaan, the gods of the Egyptians, they can't do anything for you. They've got no memory stones. They, 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 how could you? We, we set up stones on both sides, I know. But it's, it's important for us to, whenever we get to those points, whenever we're, we're at a fork in the road in the morning and we're choosing who we will serve, not to look to those stones of the past that, where God hasn't pulled through, but to look to those ones where God has pulled through. And see how God has taken care of us. And then to use that, not out of fear to move forward, but out of excitement to move forward. I mean, we, we I, I do best. I don't know about you guys, but I do best whenever this is cleared, my conscience is cleared, and I feel like everything's okay. Whenever I'm in a frantic and I'm trying to overcome these these problems and fear and the, in, in, uh, the imminent danger that is that that is set before me i it maybe it does maybe i can take care of it sometimes but it doesn't look good it doesn't feel good it's uh it's not progressing me in a good way and if i could just get up and do the same things understand the importance of taking care of the family understand the importance of of um of other people's health and and the protection of other people and paying the bills, those are all incredibly important and we need to do those. But don't let the fear of not doing it motivate you. We let the, the excitement of how much God has come through motivate us and we'll look better doing it. Yeah, I promise you can be just as ingenuitive as you can whenever you are in fear. The ingenuity of each way the, the fear one is is frantic. It's, it's You're coming up with things because you're in a panic. But whenever you are in a state of trust where you're remembering what the Lord has done, not only do you come up with things better, not only in the end do you feel better, not only do you not have to go through those wrestling matches that break every bone in your body, it feels like, your spiritual body, but you can be a witness to others. I know that is important as well is for whenever people look at you to see and say to you one day maybe one day they come up to you and say how in the world do you trust the lord so much and i want to know this lord can you please explain it to me and we have it because we have all these stones because of all the lord has done and whenever they ask us well, what about the things he hasn't done you can put those into perspective and you don't have to lie about them yes they're bad and then whenever they try to apply it to themselves, it's the same type of thing. We, we are always, we've always got so much more before us, so much more that the Lord is doing, so many more cells in our body that are undamaged than the ones that are damaged. And we focus upon those damaged ones, and that does not create a memory. That does not create a motivation. That does not create a passion for the day. That is what the Lord wants for us, what's best for us. And it's certainly not exciting. Believe me, I've been there plenty of times. Well, that was my morning Bible study. Hopefully you got something out of Joshua chapter 24. Check that out. Um, 
maybe I'll do this every once in a while. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I need to because I write a bunch of stuff down every morning. And so it's easy enough for me to get up and record this. I'm not recording it on YouTube. This is just on uh, my podcast. But if you would go over to YouTube, Credo Courses YouTube or Credo House, Credo House YouTube, subscribe over there. Also, uh, speaking of, we, um, we're doing lots of new stuff. You ought to check out the, the website at Credo Courses. Go to Credo Courses and scroll down to Accessories. There's a tab that is Accessories. And under Accessories, look at that. We've got a, I don't know how many new products I've created, but it's probably 50, 60 new products from anywhere from uh, Credo Course baseball caps to Martin Luther t-shirts to uh, Cappadocian Father blanket. Cappadocian Father's Blankets, everything to show off your love for theology. It's it's incredible. I can't afford, <laughs> afford any of it. You know, I design it all, and then when I go through someplace else, so I don't set the pricing very much. We do make a little bit of money off it, so anything you purchase helps us out. But uh, I can't afford it, so I understand if you get there and it's pretty expensive. But there are some things I've tried to I've tried to choose the the cheapest model of the highest reviewed stuff and create it out of that, whether it be t-shirts or pillows. You can collect all the throw pillows. You can collect all the Stein mugs. You can collect all the coffee cups. And we've got quite, it's, it's incredible. You won't believe it. So check that out. And uh, if you think about it, please uh, think about becoming a patron. Patron basically means every month you, you support me and this ministry. And you do it by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, Patreon.com forward slash to see Michael Patton, or just type Michael Patton Patreon, see Michael Patton Patreon, that'll for sure get you there. And then choose one of the memberships. You get all kinds of free stuff when you choose the memberships, and it really does help us out a lot. It helps me out a lot. Speaking of uh, taking care of people, taking care of my family. I, I have just started doing this Patreon page a few months ago, and um, I'm trying to get to the point where it is the only place that I have to go to in order to take care of myself, and then kind of frees me up to do the other stuff rather than coming up with new ways of making money. Uh, also, you know, donate if you can uh, at credocourses.com. Uh, you can do it one of three ways. Buy something. Go to Patreon, become a member. That would probably be best because it's constant. But we also need one-time donations at credocourses.com. If you go to credocourses.com, click on donate, make a one-time donation. We need $1,200 to finish up this uh, fiscal month. Uh, and it's very important because it's coming to a close. But I'm trusting in the Lord and you guys trust him too. You know why? Because he's always come through. He really has. And if he doesn't, hey, it'd be the only time he hasn't. And there'll be something new around the corner. At least that's what I'm trying to tell myself right now. So maybe this was self-help talk. But anyway, uh, go to check out our products at credocourses.com or go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. See Michael Patton, become a member, or go to credocourses.com and donate. Nice to talk to you guys this morning, and we will see you real soon. Theology 